Hello, my name is Rick Pearson, and welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Have you ever wondered, is America in the Bible? We'll be addressing that issue and a whole lot more today on Prophecy USA. So stay tuned, we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're discussing a very critical issue today that traditional prophecy teaching has questioned for years. Is America in the Bible? You know, the word providential means a nation or person that's raised up by divine utterance or mandate. The prophet Daniel said, Praise be to God forever and ever, for he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and he raises up others. Last week, we learned that prophets like Daniel were called to go forth and tell whatever the Lord had spoken to them. In other words, they were foretellers of things to come. Any nation that is spoken of before it appears is a providential nation raised up by divine utterance. Isaiah 46, 11 says, I am God, and there is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times things not yet done. For I have spoken it, and I will bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. In 750 B.C., the prophet Amos said, Surely the Lord will do nothing unless he reveals it first to his servants, the prophets. Let's now look at the providential nations that the Lord spoke about even before they came into existence. Now listen to this. In 600 BC, God gave the prophet Daniel the interpretation of a dream had by the world's most powerful ruler at that time, King Nebuchadnezzar. The dream was initiated by God and consisted of the image of a man whose body parts were differentiated by specific types of metal. Each body part represented five major providential nations that would reign upon the earth over the next 600 years a golden head, which represented Babylon in 600 B.C., a silver chest, which was Persia, in 530 B.C., bronze thighs, which would be Greece around 334 B.C., and iron legs, representing the Roman Empire in 44 A.D. In addition, the ten toes represented ten kings or nations that would rise up from a revised Roman Empire in the last days. They would form a new world order, and rule for seven years. At the end of those seven years, Christ would return and rule the world as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Close to 40 years after Nebuchadnezzar's dream, Daniel received another dream vision. This time, however, those providential nations were represented by four distinct animals. And with the help of an angel's explanation, Daniel soon understood that a lion with wings was Babylon, 
which used a winged lion for its national symbol. A bear with three ribs, which was Persia, who would conquer the nations of Libya, Babylon, and Ethiopia. A leopard with four heads that represented Greece, and after the death of Alexander the Great, the four generals that succeeded him. The beast with ten horns rising from the Sea of Humanity represented the Roman Empire, who would be revised by ten nations. It would take 600 years for these nations to rise up and fall as spoken by the Lord. In Revelation 13, John is given a vision of a beast who is made up of the same animals as described in Daniel chapter 7. And I, John, saw a beast rising from the sea with ten horns and seven heads, but now we see them intermingled into the last ten-horned empire that will someday rise. Welcome back. You know, I find it absolutely amazing to look back in history knowing that prophecy predicted these providential nations that rose and fell within their appointed time. But what do I mean by their appointed time? Habakkuk says, write down the vision and make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Still the vision awaits for its appointed time. It hastens to the end and it will not lie. We presently are waiting to see the ten-horn new world order that someday will appear at its appointed time. In fact, our current United Nations has declared in their 2030 agenda they want a new world order to begin by 2030. You know, that's only a decade away. Now, we've just been shown that Nebuchadnezzar's dream, Daniel's vision, and John's vision all describe the same nations that would rise and fall at their appointed times. However, in addition to Revelation 13, John had a second vision of the ten-horned beast in Revelation 17, and this vision gives us further clarification of how the new world order will come into power in the last days. Remember, it's currently waiting for its appointed time to fulfill prophecy. And according to Jeremiah 1, God is watching over His Word to perform it. Now, John's fourth and final vision of the New World Order reveals a mystery nation that none of the other visions or dreams mentioned. In Revelation 17:3, it reads, And I saw a woman sitting on the scarlet beast, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was written a name, Mystery, Babylon the Great. We are now introduced to another providential nation in this verse. And this nation is described as a woman that is a mystery. The Bible lexicon defines the word mystery as a hidden secret that is only revealed to a select group of people. Deuteronomy 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things He reveals unto us belong to us and to our children. When looking closely into Revelation 17, a major time sequence gives the book of Revelation a whole new interpretation from what traditional teaching has taught. According to Revelation 17:12, it says, And the ten horns that you saw are ten kings who have not yet received power. 
as kings to rule the earth. In other words, this verse gives us a snapshot of what will be happening before the beast or the new world order comes into power. There will be a providential nation that God has raised up immediately before the new world order arrives. And this nation will be recognized globally as a woman. And this woman or nation sits upon the waters and also upon the beast. Now the Greek word used here for sit upon is the word kathamia, which means rules over or polices. This is the same word used when Jesus sits upon his throne as king of kings and lord of lords. This great providential nation of Babylon the Great sits upon or rules over or polices over the beast before he is released upon the world. And according to scripture, the beast will hate her. To further explain the mystery of the vision, the angel tells us that the seven heads of the beast represent seven land masses or oros in the Greek, translating mountains. And those mountains rise out of the waters. Now, Revelation 17, 15 tells us that the waters represent peoples, multitudes, nations, and tongues. So this is a global description of the woman that God has empowered to literally police the world. However, the seven mountains contain a second description. They are also seven kings. And the word says, five of whom have fallen, one is, and one is yet to come, which will remain for a little while. As for the beast, he is the eighth, but is of the seven. Now to clarify this, the beast, who is the eighth providential nation, will come out of the seven. In other words, this beast is made up of all the people groups that the other seven providential nations have represented throughout history. He does not come from just one region of the earth. He comes from every providential nation that has come and gone within their appointed time. This new world order will be a multinational, multilingual, and embrace the whole human race. In other words, it's a uniting of the all nations. Now, in looking at providential nations in Scripture, we can easily see six of the eight kings or empires this verse is talking about. Every nation he refers to throughout history has direct correlation with Israel. Now, why is that? Because in God's eyes, Israel's the geographical center of the earth when it comes to Bible prophecy. Israel was the providential land promised to Abraham. Israel gave us all the prophets. Israel gave us the patriarchs and the place where Jesus and the disciples came from. And Jerusalem, where Jesus will return to become King of Kings and Lord of Lords, is the place where he was also crucified for the sins of the world. Now let's look at the description of these seven providential kingdoms that will precede the new world order. Five kings have fallen. In approximately 2000 BC, Abraham was told 
that his descendants would be held in slavery for 400 years. Egypt fulfilled that prophecy in 1900 BC. It became the first nation that had fallen. In 722 BC, Israel fell and became a vassal state of Assyria, exactly as prophesied by Isaiah. By 630 BC, Babylon destroyed Assyria, capturing both Israel and eventually Judah. This began the time clock from Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the golden image, giving us three, four, three more nations that had fallen by the time of John's writing. The third nation would have been Babylon in 630 BC, Medo-Persia in 550 BC, and Greece in 334 BC. So now we have five kingdoms who have risen and fell during the time of John's vision. But who are the next three nations? Stay tuned because it will amaze you where we sit in God's prophetic time clock. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, for he raises up kingdoms and he deposes kingdoms. But what about America? The most prolific nation in the history of mankind, the most productive nation to ever exist, the most powerful military that has ever been created with the most advanced technology known to man. Circling the globe, monitoring the airwaves, dominating the internet, not since man's first breath has any nation achieved such greatness. But is this lady of kingdoms in the Bible? have past generations foretold of her existence. Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest study guide providing over 50 biblical references describing the past, the present, and the future of this great nation. Joining the dots that unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. To order your copy of the Prophecy USA study guide, call 1-888-306-1759 or go to prophecyusa.org. Call today. Welcome back to Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson, and today we're discussing the incredible prophecies concerning providential nations throughout history. We just learned that in Revelation 17:9, John was given a vision of a beast with seven heads and ten horns. Now, the ten horns represented ten nations that would someday rule in a new world order. That has not yet happened. However, the ten-horned beast also had seven heads that represented seven kings that would rise and fall throughout history before the New World Order arrived. In our last segment, we just learned that five of those kings have come and gone. They have fallen. That would be Egypt in 1500 BC, Assyria in 722 BC, Babylon in 630 BC, Medo-Persia in 550 BC, and then finally, Greece in 334 B.C. Now, during the time of John's revelation, the appointed time of these five providential nations had definitely come and gone. John received his revelation during the time of the Roman Empire in 80 A.D. Both East and West Rome represented the legs of Nebuchadnezzar's image. Therefore, it was obvious that Rome was the sixth nation. This is why the angel described the sixth nation as one is. In other words, 
John was literally in the sixth nation as he wrote the Revelation, leaving the seventh and eighth kingdom yet to come. Multitudes of Bible scholars throughout the centuries have speculated who the seventh and eighth kingdoms could be. According to scripture, the seventh kingdom would only appear for a short time before the eighth and final new world order could be released. The eighth kingdom is symbolized by a beast, but the seventh kingdom is symbolized by a mystery woman called Babylon the Great. If we're getting close to the fulfillment of these prophecies, we at the very least should be able to identify the seventh and eighth kingdoms who, who coincide at the same time in Scripture. John says, when the Holy Spirit has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he heareth, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Remember, God can speak directly to you. He can show you things to come, and you do not need another person between you and God to hear from God. However, there are many times in history when people speculated and outright guessed who these nations could be. Now, the most common teaching of traditional speculation began at the beginning of the Reformation. In 1550 AD, approximately, the Protestant movement experienced tremendous persecution from the Catholic Church, whose papal seat was in Rome. The protesters, or Protestants, were in the midst of breaking away from Catholic tradition. Indulgences were being sold by the church, and depending on what kind of sin you committed, you could literally pay the Catholic Church to have them removed. The Bible at the time was written in Latin, and most people couldn't even read it. Now, a priest by the name of Martin Luther, being troubled by these indulgences, searched Scripture and was given revelation knowledge. In Ephesians 2.8, he discovered, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of works, lest any man should boast. It is not of your own doing, but is a gift from God. It was not until Luther's discovery that, that this doctrinal truth in Scripture was emphasized to believers of Christ. Luther protested against the church by nailing a 95 thesis script to his parish door. And unbeknownst to him, the thesis was taken and multiple copies were handed out among the laity. Literally overnight, the Protestant movement was birthed. Now this protest caused great persecution for the reformers and many were hung and literally burned at the stake for heresy. The city of Rome, which was the center of church government, is a city built on seven hills. Revelation 17:12 says that the mystery woman Babylon sits on seven heads, which are seven mountains. The Greek word used here for mountain is oros. And in order to justify their speculative inter interpretation of Scripture, the early reformers interpreted the word oros to be hill, not mountain, thereby justifying the concept that the city of Rome was the mystery city of Babylon the Great. This 1,500-year tradition has carried on even to present-day prophecy teaching. However, at the time, 
these very sincere theologians had no con concept of the world as we know it today. Daniel was told to shut up the book and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Daniel 12 says, In the end times, the wise will understand, but the wicked will not. What we know today is far beyond what these traditional teachings can explain. Even when Jesus debated the scribes and the Pharisees, who were the most studied theologians of their day, he said in Mark 7.13, you nullify or make void the word of God by your traditions. The scribes and the Pharisees could not understand what was happening right underneath their noses. They diligently studied the word of God, but totally rejected the author. And today, 2,000 years after the book of Revelation was written, and nearly 500 years after the Reformation, a whole new population center has risen from the sea of humanity, which matches not only two descriptions of Babylon the Great, but literally over 50. Habakkuk 2.2 says, Write down the vision and make it plain upon the tablets, for the vision yet waits for its appointed time. Deuteronomy 29 says, The secret things or the mysterious things belong to the Lord. But the things he reveals unto us belong to us and to our children. Remember what Amos said, Surely the Lord will do nothing except he reveal it first to his servants, the prophets. It only makes perfect sense that he wants his people to know who this nation is, especially those who have ears to hear directly from what the Holy Spirit is saying to his church. So stay tuned. We will be right back with information you do not want to miss. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, for he raises up kingdoms and he deposes kingdoms. But what about America? the most prolific nation in the history of mankind, the most productive nation to ever exist, the most powerful military that has ever been created with the most advanced technology known to man. Circling the globe, monitoring the airwaves, dominating the internet, not since man's first breath has any nation achieved such greatness. But is this lady of kingdoms in the Bible? Have past generations foretold of her existence? Prophecy USA is proud to present their latest study guide providing over 50 biblical references describing the past, the present, and the future of this great nation. Joining the dots that unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. To order your copy of the Prophecy USA study guide, call 1-888-306-1759 or go to prophecyusa.org. Call today. Welcome back to Prophecy USA. We're currently in the search for the seventh and eight kingdoms that the Bible says will be the last two nations before Jesus Christ returns. In hindsight, we learn that the first six nations described in John's vision was Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and Rome. The seventh kingdom is still a mystery and is even named Mystery Babylon the Great. 
Now, she's symbolized by a woman, and she sits on the seven mountains or continents policing the earth while the eighth kingdom, who hates her, waits for his appointed time in Bible prophecy. Now, the definition of the Greek word mystery is a secret that remains hidden but is revealed to only a small group of people. Remember, we are now in the 21st century. With modern technology, we now have a global perspective, and we know things that other generations, like the Reformers in 1550, had no idea even existed. You know, recently I was in Florida with a Canadian friend who made a statement that somewhat angered me. He said, who do these Americans think they are that they can go around policing the world? And I responded, who else would you like to police the world? Would you like Russia, Iran, or maybe some other Middle East nation? You know, there is no country in the history of mankind who has given so much to so many and been appreciated by so few as the United States of America. And as far as I'm concerned personally, all I can say to our friends south of the border is God bless the United States of America. And he certainly has. However, we at Prophecy USA have a distinct mission. We intend to unveil the mystery of the woman who sits on the beast immediately before the new world order takes over. We're living in the most exciting times of any generation for mankind. Proverbs 25 says it's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the glory of kings to search it out. In the weeks ahead, we will show you in Scripture, line upon line and precept upon precept, the pinpoint accuracy of God's prophetic time clock concerning America. We will show you over 50 descriptions of the mystery woman, and our desire is that the Holy Spirit will help you draw your own conclusions. Remember Ephesians 4 says that God sends apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists for the equipping of the saints. Those spiritual offices are supposed to equip you with knowledge and understanding to help you with your own personal ministry that the Lord has given you. However, you do not need anyone to hear God's voice. Jesus Christ is your personal high priest and prophet. His sheep hear his voice and his Holy Spirit has promised to show you things to come. Some of those things are woven deep into the prophetic scripture, waiting for their appointed time to be fulfilled. And if you have not searched those things out in your own personal studies, we at Prophecy USA intend to do that for you. Jesus said to the seven churches in Revelation, blessed are those who have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Next week, we'll begin our 50-point description countdown, showing you in Scripture where America has been, where we are now, and where we are heading, according to this amazing book, the Holy Bible. For there is no God like unto me, says the Lord of hosts. From ancient of times, I call out things that have not yet come. For I have spoken it, I will also do it. I have purposed it, and I will bring it to pass. Jeremiah said, For I, now, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future.
He is a very, very good God. You do not want to miss the coming weeks of Prophecy USA because it will simply amaze you what God has in store for those who trust in His Word. My name is Rick Pearson. You've been listening to Prophecy USA, and we're reminding you that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is alive, and He's coming back much sooner than many people think. See you next week. Shalom. Thank you.